to the North Shore 9 post game the pirates win a thriller of 8-6 in Wrigley we take the last series against the cubs which has been a miserable matchup but we take the last series we win the last two games i'm here with tyler tyler how are we doing aside from my internet just being atrocious tonight um not too bad. Let me tell you one thing here, Neil, is Josh Palacio is the greatest pinch hitter of all time. That's more um, of a question. Yes. I don't want to tell you that. I'm just asking you, is he the greatest pinch hitter you've ever uh, seen in your life? I, I have no numbers in front of me, but it's yes. The answer is yes, 100%. <laughs> like between the clutch gene and pinch hitting, if he just had to do, if that's his only job, if he's a 26th man who does nothing but pinch hit and come in in big spots, yeah. he's Babe Ruth. Yeah, he's going to hit 30 home runs next year just from the pinch hitting position. I honestly would not <laughs> bet against that. I think that was his eighth pinch or his eighth hit in a pinch hit opportunity this year out of like 23 at bats. That's um, crazy. Second home run. Only like outside him. of a pinch hit opportunity or in a high leverage situation, he's a terrible baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he... so ungodly good in those situations. When it gets to, hey, do the Pirates need runs or is the game remotely close? Joshua Palacios just morphs into the best baseball player you've ever seen. And then he turns into uh, Pirates Jose Bautista <laughs> when the game is nowhere near clutch time. Yeah, he's legitimately not very good outside of those opportunities, but... I don't know that there's another guy I want up in those situations right now. And it's weird. It's 100% weird. It's, it's a weird comparison, but it's almost what the Orioles last year had with Ruvin Odor, where mm. he was terrible, but he was legitimately the most clutch hitter in baseball. It's, it's just yeah. one of those weird things. He's he's like Matt Stairs, but only in the pinch hit situations. Yeah. Matt Stairs <laughs> was actually good outside of that. Yeah, I was like, Matt Stairs had a pretty good career, but yeah, I mean, hey, who says hey, Josh Palacios can't have a really good career, you know? Uh, I, I, I don't want to call him good, but I wouldn't be mad if he's our fourth outfielder. He has grown to that point with me as a fourth I outfielder. I don't know that I'm going there with it, mm -hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, you know what? The way I would put it is that if the Pirates were a more competitive team this year, this Josh Palacios story would be sensational. It would be making headlines. Yeah. like, like the, It would be a lot more fun. It's fun right now. It would be really fun if these were coming in really big moments. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, beating the Cubs is always fun, but, you know, it, it's yeah. not quite the same when you're nine games under 500 and you're just trying to play spoiler. It's, it's not the same. 
but damn playing spoiler against the Cubs is really fun too. That was pretty great. You know, like I don't think anyone was looking forward to the series. I know I was dreading it when the schedule came out and I had two games against the Cubs. I'm like, who, who, who let me do this? And then we take two or three, you know, you, you take that every day of the week. Well, you talked a little bit about uh, Palacios possibly as a fourth outfielder next year. The guy that I really think is the fourth outfielder next year is really coming along right now. Connor Joe is playing really good baseball again. <laughs> you scared me for a second. <laughs> Where'd you think I was going with that? I thought you were about to say Andy Har, and I was about no, to. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we'll get to him next because he did have a good day today. Yeah, um, he did. Connor um, Joe, just the last probably three weeks or so, he's playing some really good baseball. Yeah, I, I think when you don't force Connor Joe to be an everyday baseball player, he's really good at his job. Oh, where absolutely. he's really good at mashing lefties, he's good at getting hits, he will walk, he will even get you the cape. But like I think it was really like in June and July where we were telling him to play every day. Mm-hmm. That's when he was at his worst. But like yeah. I think I think we kind of saw it in April too. Like he wasn't playing every day in April either. Right. But yeah. when he's doing this, it's great. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that um, can be overexposed, I think. Uh, he's a bench bat. He's a fourth outfielder, but he's a productive major leaguer in that role. There's just guys that aren't everyday players, and that's fine. You need guys that aren't everyday players, but they need to be Connor Joe. Like it's good to have him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would never like if I had to like list of complaints of the 2023 Pirates. Connor Joe would nowhere be would not be anywhere no. near the list. He's just been a really nice, solid baseball player. Um, almost like yeah. kind of like a Carlos Santana, I'd say, like in terms of value. Probably not the guy you want out there every single day, but a good, solid player, <laughs> especially when we have a lot of trash on the team. Yeah. I mean, today I think he had three hits. Really lately, he's. it seems like everything he touches is going 100 miles an hour. He's squaring mm-hmm. everything up right now. Um, he's played a lot better of a first base than I think I expected. He didn't play it today, but just in general, mm-hmm. um, he's he's fine out there in the outfield. Just he's not great. He he's he's fine enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen worse. <laughs> he's not as bad as the next guy we're going to talk about in the outfield. But <laughs> all uh, things considered, my... like I like Connor Joe. I like what he brings to the table. I, he does little things well. Speaking of which, I I think it was. If I'm remembering correctly, was it him that broke up the double play um, early in the game? Drawing a blank on. Either way, I believe it was. I don't believe so, but it might have been Swinsky. I can't remember. Um, Mm -hmm. But someone beat out the double play at first base. Uh, The Pirates score uh, on the next at bat. Little things like that make a difference that they just don't do often enough. Yeah. Like he. he is an actual baseball player. Like he would be the best player by probably one of the best players by and far on the 2022 Pirates, where we were, you know, giving meaningful at bats to Joshua Meter. But like he is someone that like he can be on your team as a competitive baseball team, and you would not be upset. Like I feel yeah. like he could probably slot onto the bench on a lot of competing teams. Even not like the top, yeah. like he's probably has no place in the Braves, but like I feel like a team like the Blue Jays would love Connor Joe. 
you know, just just a handy bat. So no no yeah, complaints there. And I, and I really do think what he's doing lately is pretty valuable to him because he is a guy with a lot of team control left. Yes. Um, you want to see, you want to see him at least just continue to be major league caliber. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a question on whether he's on the team next year if they don't trade him. But I can't fathom. I mean, he's still pre-arb next year, right? Right. Yeah, he is. But he's also 30 years old and still yeah. pre-arb. Uh, but <laughs> if either we way, had if we had any outfielders coming up in the system, I could maybe see it. But since the outfield has nothing, unless you really want a Matt Gorski up here next year, um, which I don't. But I mean, I think the issue is that there's just a plethora of fourth outfielders on this team, and there is the difference. The difference to me is that Connor Joe is a true fourth outfielder that you want to have on your team. That's fair. Yeah, we 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 probably have well, like three or four different fourth outfielders, depending on how you really feel about Jack Sawinski. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far, but you know, um, but I guess we can segue in because to kick off this game, to actually talk about the game, because this guy drove in our first three runs, uh, Miguel Andujar, <laughs> three for four today, three RBIs, knocks in two with a double in the third, and then singles home, uh, a run in the fifth. Uh, I think someone posted up here. Ever since he's come up, jo- uh, Miguel Andahar has been mashing the baseball. <laughs> what do you make of that? <laughs> I mean, he has. He. I can't take anything away from him. I think he's played decently well since his most recent call up. Uh, I'll keep it to just today because it is a post game show. He had a good day today. When the when he gets a fastball, he can run into some pitches. Like mm-hmm. he has good bat speed. There's some pop in the bat, but then he also has some at bats that look like his final one, where he swings at three pitches that bounce before home plate. Yeah, because he has he just swings at everything. Today we got the good Miguel Andujar that was able to lace the ball all over the field. Really, I think he probably had two hits. The one to me is not really a hit, but yeah, that was take that was, it. It is that what was it Ian is. Hap, uh, Ian Happ of all guys messing up against the Pirates. Yeah, things you don't. Yeah, see. his bad speed really bails him out because that is the mm-hmm. ugliest swing I have ever witnessed in a Major League Baseball player. <laughs> like when yeah. he hits the ball, you wonder how that made contact or how he elevated the ball. It makes no sense, but that bad speed is really good. Yeah, and I mean, I think the bat-to-ball skills are pretty good as well. It's just he is literally guessing at the plate, and he's swinging. <laughs> yes, um, and sometimes I guess against guys like Kyle Hendricks who depend on a – Hey, attack, I'm taking Kyle Hendricks deep. I'm upset we didn't start the show with this because I could have got the box against him today. <laughs> I mean, he's been pretty decent this year, so – Oh, I'm sending him yard. Okay, yeah. Well, we'll 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 put you in the Wrigley batter's box. We'll see what happens. But I mean, yeah, I'll take a deep. But but I think against guys who are like control guys who don't throw very fast, I think that's going to be Miguel Andahar's bread and butter. Yeah, because he doesn't have to guess as much because Drew because Hendricks isn't going to throw him pitches in the dirt. Right, but um, and I mean he can make adjustments on straight pitches. It's just anything that has any break to it, he he's done. Yeah, but and, today, I mean, he he had a good day again today. Really, lately, he's been pretty good. I mean, yeah, it, it, 
Miguel Andahar and Joshua Palacio, six of the Pirates' eight runs come from both those guys. And Greg Brown mentioned it on the broadcast that Andujar is now over 100 RBIs on the year. It, it did get a little chuckle out of me because 86 yeah. of them came in AAA, and he's yeah, like right. a 10th-year senior down there, basically. Yeah, right. He's a, but, <laughs> I mean, all things considered, though, 100 RBIs, even if it's split between AAA and the majors, is a pretty impressive stat. So all things he, considered, he's put together a decent year. Yeah, and I feel like if, if he was 25 – and he hadn't shown last signs of being able to play baseball in 2018, I'd probably be more on board with the whole Miguel Andahar experiment. I just don't see it next year. Like I, I, it really feels like it's one of those things where if he's on the team next year, he's DFA'd again by April 25th. You know what I mean? Probably. Yeah. Um, but I think you give them every opportunity the rest of the way because there's really not much else to trot out. Yeah, there. I agree with that. Um, you know, g- give him the at bats. You know, give Palacios at bats. Um, but don't do it at the expense of Henry Davis. Well, I don't think Henry Davis should be back right now. But that's that's a personal. Pr- I, 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 there's that's no reason soft. for him, there, there's no reason for him to be playing baseball with a bum thumb. When song for another for. time. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He did not play tonight. Um, so three nothing. Then you know, Johan Oviedo had the worst six inning shutout start I have ever seen. Legitimately, uh, let's be honest. I think that that was maybe up. I think it was probably the eighth inning, and I thought to myself before Holderman gave up some runs. This is the worst one run performance <laughs> pitching outing I've ever seen in my life. There was a bunch of guys out there that had no idea where the baseball was going tonight. Yeah. And I feel like we say the exact same thing about Johan Oviedo every time we do the show. He has amazing stuff, he has no fastball command. He hurts himself because he can't have any fastball command. And tonight, he really got lucky. I think the Cubs were like 0 for 9, 0 for 10 with runners in scoring position with yeah. him in the game. And you know, he made pitches. Like, I don't want to take that away from him. Like, he made a lot of good pitches. Like, when the chips were down, he turned it on. He did. But he's also a couple of Cabrian Hayes gold glove plays away from it being a three-run, four-run performance from him. Yeah. Uh, last, I think it was his last start. Gem and I were on and we talked a little bit about, is it time to probably shut him down for the year? Mm-hmm. I think right now he does look gassed. Oh, 100%. Um, you can tell when he's having to throw the slider as much as he does because he has nothing in the tank on the fastball. He's mm-hmm. pretty much using everything he can just to keep the velocity up and he has no idea where it's going. So he has to go to that slider because it's the only thing he has any idea uh, how the command is at this point. And Andy noticed that pretty early tonight. Mm-hmm. That he's going to have to go slider. We even saw him mixing a lot of curveballs tonight. I think it's very, very obvious that he should probably be done for the year. And that's nothing against Johan Oviedo. He's, he's had a really good year. He's done above and beyond what I think we could have hoped for out of him. Yeah, he, it's just he, he's way above his innings. Yeah, he is. I mean, I don't think any of us expected him to be a, such a workhorse, but he's – well. He used to be top 10 in innings. I know he's top 10 in batters facing the National League this year. Like he has thrown 
so forget the innings. He's thrown so many pitches yeah. because he's not an efficient guy. Right. And the, it's like, I, I would 100% make this his last start. Take what you have. It was a great year, extremely successful year. We love what we're seeing. Get him to tr- get him to tread in the offseason and have him yeah. work on um, sl- on fastball stuff because I don't know what else he has to prove. And I don't think winning one more game in his next start is really worth risking stuff, you know? Like, just. Yeah. There's just not. I don't really see the upside in continuing to trot him out there. No. Um, maybe you put him in the bullpen and give him an inning here and there for these last. Two mm-hmm. weeks or so, but I don't really see the need to continue to start him tonight. It took everything in him yeah. to make it through six innings and give up no runs. And like you mentioned, it probably shouldn't have been zero <laughs> runs. But credit to Johan Oviedo, he he really did battle through it tonight. Yeah, and really. I think we've seen him battle through it for his last couple starts for months. Only, really, like I, yeah, I he has. So he can do though. He he's not the most talented pitcher in terms of the command, but. He has a fight and he, I hate to say, he has some sort of like dog in him. Like he is a dude and he is a competitor. And I love, I love the spirit. He, like, I mean, he's a bulldog on the mound. He's going to give you everything he's got. He's not afraid out there. He's going to give you what he's got, whether he has it or not. And I mean, that's a great thing to have. It's just, we're just at the point in the year where there's not much more in the tank for him. Correct. Yeah. And he, he looked exhausted last start too. Yeah. I, I think he is visibly and like, you know, good for him. Like, again, like you can tell he wants the ball every yeah. five days. Love that attitude. I think we need to step in and say, Hey, but hey, good season, please yeah. don't, please don't do it again. Um, but and a lot of it's probably the legs at this point. Like they have to just be dead. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, I, the, the velocity wise, it's still there. It's just taking mm-hmm. everything out of him to get it. Yeah, he, he he never looks comfortable on the mound, does he? No, especially lately. Yeah, but I mean, 172 innings this year, basically 173. ERA just above four. Looking at about two B WAR, I think probably around two F four. Like you know, we need if if we go to war next year with a, two more Johan Oviedo type pitchers will be a much better ball club. And I, I, I want to go to war with Johan Oviedo. Yeah, he's he's done way beyond anything I could have expected out of Johan Oviedo this year. Yeah, no, I agree. Because there's a point in the year I was like, you know, maybe Tyler's right. Maybe this guy is a bullpen dude. Um, yeah. But I think I think he's proved this all wrong. Oh, he definitely proved me wrong. I, mm-hmm. I thought he was a five-year guy in the rotation. Tonight's but like tonight's a reason why he can be a starter because when mm-hmm. he doesn't have it, he's still somehow able to battle through it and go six innings. When I honestly thought he probably should have been pulled in the fourth. Probably. Yeah. Um, but good thing he wasn't pulled in the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> because as much as, left either. as soon as the starters left this game, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Um, the Cubs get a run back in the seventh. Um, I forget. Was it Swanson? Was it Bellinger who drove it in? I can't even remember. That was so long ago. Um, it was Dansby. Dansby Swanson drives in the run off of, a, I think, Cody Bellinger doubled to start the inning. 
Um, Colin Selby, another rough outing from him. Yeah. Um, one inning, two hits, one run, run, no strikeouts, three hard hit balls. He he didn't look great. No, it was weird because the first batter, normally you can tell if Selby has it or not. In the first batter, I thought he, I was like, okay, we got the good version of Selby tonight. Mm-hmm. Next batter, shit hit the fan. Yeah. The, but he got, he got Ian Happ out, right? And then. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then, because the fastball command looked good early. Um, I just don't think he had any breaking stuff tonight and everything was kind of up. Mm-hmm. He, he's a young pitcher. You need to see more from him. But the the stuff is exciting just tonight. Uh, too many of these types of nights from Colin Selby where he looks really yeah. bad. And to be entirely fair to Selby, like half Bellinger, Swanson, Suzuki is pretty darn tough for a rookie yeah. pitcher trying to find his footing. It is. Um, but at the same time, with stuff like his, you're really hoping for more than this. Right. So. Yeah. Not a great outing by Selby. So three one. Then the Pirates strike back in the eighth. Get two more runs. Um from a G one Bay triple and a Connor Joe single. Um Connor Joe again. <laughs> Connor Joe and G one Bay. Yep. Um you know, Connor Joe old reliable Connor Joe is his third hit of the night, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. G1 Bay registers his only hit as a triple show off. You know, the only reason he's on this team for his speed. <laughs> Literally. Um, um, because his, his OPS was awfully close to dipping below 600. Um, but good job by Bay, even though he uh, couldn't play center field tonight. I don't know if you, I, I forget what play it was. Uh, the, the Talkman double. Yeah, he he just looked uncomfortable out there in general. Um, th- mm-hmm. There was a fly ball late in the game too. I don't really think anybody was getting a good read on fly balls. No, I mean, um, didn't, Brian Reynolds, Reynolds slipped. Trouble. Brian Little slipped and caught a yeah. ball, but like it was almost a disaster. Um, I think we saw Sawinski not read a ball in early as well. He ended up making the play, but there's there was a couple plays tonight where it didn't look like anyone was picking the ball up. Yeah, no, Wrigley was a little weird because, like, at the first game, you had guys slipping all over the place, mm-hmm. missing baseballs. Tonight, the Cubs were playing bad defense. Yeah. You know, Hap couldn't feel the fly ball. Um, Dansby uh, boots the ball. Dan, yeah, Dansby boots the ball. Like, it, it was rough night defensively once he got into later innings. But then in the eighth, Colin Holderman. <sighs> Alan Holderman makes this a really exciting game. Like I, I almost felt comfortable and I never should do that against the Cubs. But when we went up five to one going into Holderman Bednar, I'm like, you know what? We've got this. We got this game and we did not <laughs> because Colin Holderman puts in his worst appearance since. It's been a time. while. <laughs> well, I, yeah, there was that, but. For a while, we had a good stretch of Holderman. The stuff looked really good, but we had. We're, yeah, that, that, that's what's so disappointing about it is that he was so good yeah. for a while. I, at some point, you just got to wonder if it's ever going to be truly consistent just because he's such a big dude that the mechanics just aren't really going to be repeatable for him. Mm-hmm. That we're going to have nights like this where it's just pretty ugly. Yeah, um, he didn't really have a whole lot of command tonight, did he? No, not at all. 
he like like Oviedo, he did not know where his sinker was going. No. Um, not in the slightest, you know, and he only walks one guy, but like he was throwing a lot of balls and he was just leaving too many pitches over the plate. Yeah, I, that's the big part. He just left too much at the heart of the plate. Mm-hmm. Cubs took advantage of it. The Cubs at finally, point, the, yeah. the, the stuff can't just bail you out all the time. Yeah. And, and like, to be completely honest, like if you want to win baseball games, you cannot be letting Jan Gomes and Miles Masterboni be walking around the bases, you know, t- so because t- yeah. Talkman's double, then Colin Holderman throws a wild pitch, Master Bonnie scores. Speaking and then, of, I'm very rough night by Andy behind the plate defensively. He, yeah, not great by Andy at all. Like, he did you know, not look good back there tonight. He didn't look good. I was really happy with like, you know, like him recognizing like how Oviedo was going. Yeah, I, I liked him going out, calming down the pitchers. Like, I, I think like the leadership in that part was good. The defense was bad. Defense yeah. was very bad. Yeah, physically it wasn't good. Yeah. And the bat also was not good. Over yeah. for five, two strikeouts. But yeah, the bat hasn't been good for a while. So it's 5-4. We finally get out of it. Um, and then uh, Joshua Palacios, it's his 10th home run of the year. After well, after we run ourselves off the bases, Yeah, when, that, when Brian Reynolds got sent, by Rebello, um, and he got thrown. I'm like, oh well, we're losing this game. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, like I, I think that was the over like, the sinking feeling. Like, oh well, there there goes our chance. And then Sawinski walks. And then After Josh he goes will... down, O2. Yeah, and I'm thinking, here we go. <laughs> he's he going to strike out looking with a guy on third again. He's gonna. Oh, I thought he's gonna swing right through a pitch down the middle. That's what I would. But he walks. He. I think that was the second walk of the night. He had one hit, scored. Two, so you know. Again, Jack Suwinski has been a much better hitter in the month of September. Um, wait, like I, I wish he didn't disappear for two months before he had this September, but it's been a lot better. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to be as bad as he was there for a while, but yeah, he's I mean, he's uh, yeah he's he's been getting on base a little more, and the power's kind of come and gone, but mm-hmm. he hasn't been unplayable no he has been a lot yeah he is he's been a competent hitter i still don't like him in center field though still not a fan but and then pinch hitting for the three for four miguel andahar a Derek shelton masterclass joshua palacios puts the game to bed almost with a three-run home run clearing wrigley field it's a beautiful sight to behold. Like I said, I, he's the guy I went up in that situation. As strange as it sounds, yeah, he, he's come through time and time again this year. He's playing really well. Yeah. Um, like Jim mentions in the chat, he actually pinch hit for Alika Williams because Alika Williams came in for Anduhar, and we had a thousand subs in like the eighth inning. There were a lot of subs that all happened there. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Hard to keep up with everything that happened because there was a sub for a sub for a sub. <laughs> I don't feel bad about missing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but man, what a clutch hit. He keeps doing it. I don't know how he keeps doing it, but I think, I think especially on a team that struggles to hit home runs as much as the pirates do. I think we're like fourth last in the league in homers. Mm-hmm. Having a guy with the raw power of Joshua Palacios is really fun. 
it's just fun to watch him in these big situations because yeah, for some, he just comes through. I don't get it. They can tell you however much they want that clutch gene is not a real thing, but this guy for everything else, he has that one little thing. I At least this year. The clutch gene exists. I don't care what people say. Like but baseball is an emotional game. Momentum's a thing. And Josh Palacios right now has that clutch. He has it. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever it is, he locks in in those situations. Mm-hmm. It's like for the love of the game, like mechanism on. Yeah. And you knew the second that ball was hit, it was gone. Yeah, it was nuked. Like that was that was awesome. And what a great bat flip. What a bat yeah. drop. And then the shrug. Um, what? Then the shrug. Yeah, he's like, oh, I guess I did this again. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> for the second time. This, yeah, so uh, that was great. And now you're like, the game's really over now. Yeah. I'm thinking, let's <laughs> go one, two, three here, jump on the post game show, and let's rock and roll. Yeah, it's really over now. And then well, David Bednar had other ideas. <laughs> As the Cubs score. Six runs in the last three innings off of a Dansby Swanson two-run homer. Yeah, Bednar really hasn't looked good in a while. No. Um, another guy that's probably a bit fatigued at this moment. 100%. Also, he, there, I think there is something to be said about coming in in a non-save situation that they just kind of take their foot yeah. off the gas a hair. Yeah, he, he is not good when it's not with, within three runs. Like yeah. if it's if it's four, he's not going to be good at baseball, and it's it's weird. Yeah. I don't know why that happens. And I was thinking, like, you know, why are we using Bednar in the first place? But then I saw he hadn't pitched in four days, so yeah. fine. Like you, you kind of have to trot him out there. Yeah, but like he feels like he doesn't know where his fastball is going. Yeah, he. It's almost like command is just contagious. <laughs> <laughs> Because nobody had any of it tonight. No. So uh, no one had command. No one. None of our pitchers looked spectacular. No. And neither did the Cubs pitchers. It's just it was one of those nights where nobody knew where a baseball was going. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost it's shocking that like this was a. It was the the entire series. Truthfully, it it was shocking. Like how pitching went tonight. That was a three run game after the seventh inning. Yeah. But I mean, this, this series has been wild. Like, you yeah. know, like, it's a lot of runs, so many runs, a lot of bad pitching, a lot of bad defensive play. Yeah. Um, but the Pirates do win. Bednar shuts the door after Swanson homers. Uh, Suzuki, Morel, and Gomes all go down. Pirates win the series. I think we finish the season three and ten against the Cubs. Mm-hmm. <sighs> We'll yeah. try again next year. Try. <laughs> it's so frustrating because, like, this team is so good at taking care of the trash. Yeah. We are 28 games under 500 against teams with a running record. Maybe 27 now after tonight. Why? Well, just. But, it's like, progress. It is progress. Yeah. Like, like uh, we are like we're like slowly separating ourselves away from the bottom feeders because we can just we go, beat up on the bottom feeders, and we're what like not eight games, uh, nine I believe now, nine right because we lost okay, nine games under five hundred. <laughs> hey, we're 
we are closing in on 75 wins, which to be fair, at the beginning of the season, I said they need to win at least 75 games. Uh, unfortunately, my prediction of 73 is looking awfully bleak. So I don't think I'm winning a jersey of choice from our mm-hmm. North Shore Nine raffle. <laughs> at this point, I will be kind of upset if we don't get the 75. If we don't get the 75, that would be terrible. Yeah. However, I will say this. I will if I, I will happily get swept by the Marlins at home mm. if we go out and take the series from the Reds. Also getting swept by the Marlins probably means the Cubs are out of the playoffs. That's what I exactly like. I, I, I want us to lay over and die. So we need to get <laughs> I we, we need to get the two win, these next two three wins before the Marlins series. Yeah, pretty much. Just <laughs> eh, I don't know. I I'd like to finish the season strong. Let's find a way to do something and make it fun. Sorry, let's put this. Let's win all. Let's lose all the Marlins games and make them competitive. Like you know, go out and sweep the Reds, take two or three from the Phillies, and then yeah, the Marlins just they can win those games. Just know what? Beat all those teams and then get some dark horse in the playoffs. Yeah, just just not the Cubs and the Reds. Yeah. Just not the Cubs and the Reds. Um, and I guess the Marlins too, because the Pirates still play them. So yeah. all three of them could be out of the playoffs. Uh, and hey, we can we can still make the playoffs ourselves if we win Technically, out. Technically, yes. <laughs> Gotta win out, baby. As the, I think the Padres were trying to do the same thing, so we'll, we're just casually going toe to toe with the Padres, you know, as as the Pirates do. Why not? Yeah. Why not us? Why not us? All right. All right. Let's get out of here, Neil. Yeah. Any anything else you want to say? Um. Well, Jim is about to go live on. Uh, OOTP. All right. So GM Jim Sherrington will be online here shortly as soon as we get out of here. All right. And I, I, I would love to watch, but some of us have work in the morning. <laughs> as do I. <laughs> but everyone else stay on. Watch GM yeah, yeah. Jim Sherrington. All of you guys are unemployed. You're watching the Pirates post game show at 1140 yeah. at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On that note, let's get that. <laughs> Well, let's get out of here. The Pirates win eight to six. They beat the Cubs. It's a good day. Yep. Have a good night, Peace everyone. Out for our scouts. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.